Hey everyone and welcome to The Merative with me, Nick Dale. On today's episode we have Happy Feet Management, a top London agency for child actors across the UK. If you're interested in hearing about how the young performers industry works, then this is the one for you. Here we go. Hey, hi Holly, welcome to the show, thanks for coming on. Um, how about we just start with a quick intro, so just uh, give us an outline of who you are. Uh, my name's Holly, um, I am the director and owner of Happy Feet Management, um, children's talent agency. Uh, we are turning 10 this year, so the big 10 years. Um, yeah, started sort of as a small agency back in 2010 um, and have grown and grown and grown. And um, we now represent um, children sort of mainly in the southeast in um, yeah, TV, film, voiceovers, West End, um, still, yeah, nothing like that really. It's really cool to find like an agent that um, works in the industry that I work in. It's really great. I was checking out your website. You've had some like amazing jobs. You've had some Star Wars work and EE, some really, really high profile clients. Um, so yeah, really amazing, really amazing work. So do you want to just tell everyone sort of what kind of clients you guys are dealing with now, sort of after 10 years? And you've got quite a, a, a diverse range on there. So just give give guys an outline of the kind of work you guys do and the kind of clients you, you're seeing day to day. Yeah, so um, so our clients are, you know, the casting directors who are casting the commercials, you know, features and short films, voiceover and everything. So, you know, to build a rapport with them over 10 years has, um, you know, it's, it's now, it's now we've got a, a great relationship with them. Um, and they're predominantly the guys who, you know, sort of, you know, are get, you know, putting the briefs out there. And um, so they recognize it. They recognize us, you know, very highly as an agency and um, in often calling our children um, for castings a lot. Um, we work directly with a few sort of smaller production companies that are sort of based around Kent as well that come direct to us. And a couple of still companies you have know, always sort of worked along, you know, sort of sent children for Bowdoin and, mm. and, and Next and a few of those companies, yeah. Cool. So you guys do mostly, um, do you, are you mostly in the sort of film, TV, commercial area? Are you mostly sort of moving pictures and voiceovers or do you do stills as well? Yeah, not not so not so many stills anymore. Uh, we, we did um, back in the beginning. Um, but we sort of turned the agency around to more of a talent agency. So we, um, so the kids that we represent are, are predominantly acting, you know, kids that want to perform and that want to be on TV. We audition everyone um, that comes onto the agency. We don't, we don't just take anyone on. We meet everyone and audition them. So um, yeah, they have to be, they have to be to a, a certain standard because of the TV and film industry. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So I was just going to talk about that in a minute, but we might as well have a quick look at it now. Is your application process, um, by the sounds of it, is a bit different from uh, a lot of agencies who just sort of go buy um, a photo or a bit of self-tape. You guys bring everyone in individually and interview them or audition them, sorry? Yeah, yeah, over the age of four um, because they have to go on to Spotlight. Um, yeah, it's, it's imperative to meet them um, and and see what they're like. Um, obviously, for stills, it's different, you know, if they look fantastic and you know they, then they, you know, they're probably going to work. Um, yeah. Obviously, but also, even then, we still used to back in the day. We still used to meet everyone because, um, obviously, if the temperament of the child's not great or they're moody, mm-hmm. or you know, then you know, then obviously, clients that we don't want to be representing children that clients you know are going to find difficult to work with. 
Yeah. But yeah, over, over four, we audition them and they have to do a, a drama piece and, and sing. And um, yeah. Wow. They have to be right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing you have a, b- a bit of a wider range because most modeling agencies who I work with, certainly in the younger group, will sort of um, have a limit of maybe 14, 15 for, for their kids. But are you able to take on uh, like a wider range, age range? Yeah, well, we, we go from, from newborns up to, so I'll say, sort of 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really go any higher than that. Um, so, sort of what happens is they sort of turn 15, 16 and sort of keep them for a little while before they maybe go off to college or. Um, or things like that, but we we don't go above that really. That's good. That's not. We see a fair a fair career with you. Yeah, we've had some kids that have been with us for nearly you know ten years. Some of them have um we, you know see them start off very very little and uh, then you know by the next. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. It's fantastic. Um, I'm just looking through your um uh, your headshot to some of your kids. Um, one question we normally get from parents. Um, particularly for stills, it probably might not be so relevant for you, is um, with the application process, do they need to get sort of professional headshots taken? Um, my advice as a photographer is always no. Generally speaking, you can sort of apply with a basic image and then come back to those later. Um, but Yeah, no, definitely don't need, don't, 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 don't need professional shots to yeah. apply for any agency. Um, God, here's do hear horror stories. There are yeah. companies out there that sort of, you know, rinse these parents for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pounds to get this huge portfolio of these millions of photographs with all loads of different outfits and hair and makeup and what have you. And it's just not, not needed at all. We just want a snapshot that's been taken in the garden or at Christmas time, you know, that's just natural. Um, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it's probably as important, probably more important for you guys as it is for stills to sort of have the personality of the child come through, especially in that initial yeah. shot, because that's, that's what you're judging them on more than anything, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's good. I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm reinforcing that message every podcast because um, I'm a, a massive uh, advocate for spending money at the right time when you need to, not spending thousands of pounds on things that are uh, quite clearly a con. So it's good to yeah. have, it's good to have everyone reinforcing that message, and hopefully it'll get out there because it's really sad to hear these stories of parents who uh, get, uh, yeah, get taken down it. the road. I hear it a lot. I hear it a lot. So That's it's not um, nice. You need one, one or two professional headshots just to go on spotlight. Is that right, or do you need? Would you say they need to get them done sort of every year, every six months? What What's the kind of process? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the age. So, the, um, so you can go on spotlight at four. Um, I would suggest we we offer we have a. a an agency photographer that um that he does the spotlight headshots yeah. and um we say every we offer them um every six months just to keep them fresh because you know their teeth change you know the hair grows you know they get goofier or you know like um so it, and we always say if you need it more frequently we will do it the, I prefer to keep them as true as true to what they look like as as we can yeah um. But you know, the older they get, the older they get. Obviously, you know, sometimes they don't change in a year, so it's it. We just keep them as they are. No. Depends. Yeah. Of course, it's just to keep them fresh and uh, updated. It's good to yeah. speak to you guys about that. I mean, obviously, we we do them in in the uh, stills world. You know, parents just don't know how to get how often to get them done. And I'm I'm kind of like, well, not too often because they they don't change in for stills and stuff unless they're cutting their hair or their, <laughs> their teeth are falling out or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's not always necessary, but in in uh, in film, it might be a bit more relevant to have them done um, as those changes happen because the the casting directors need to see exactly what they're getting. Yeah, they're quite. They are quite often say that in briefs when they come through. They quite often say, um, "Please make sure photographs are up to date." Yeah. Um, 
because of the whole teeth falling out thing. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm interested in your voiceover work because I don't I don't see that much um, with agencies. So how do you um how do you cast a vo- how how would you sort of take a child on? Do, do you take children on just for voiceover work, or is it something they do as an addition to their other things? No, it's usually an addition. Um, right. So. So, yeah, I've, I've had quite a bit recently, actually. Um, and, yeah, it sort of, um, yeah, it just depends. I sort of, I'll get a brief through and then just um, get kids to record for it and then send it to send it to my clients. Um, right. Yeah, so it just depends. I don't know. It's not, I'm not sort of just take them on for voices. If someone came to me and they've sort of previously done voiceover work, then, yes, I would just take them on for that. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, no, so every, everyone can have a everyone can have a go at it. That's a, that's a good thing, really. That you don't true, know yes. what the clients are requiring. So. Oh, okay. No, I was just interested because um, it's not something you often see featured as a, as a thing as a headline, yeah. and it's a good thing to have. Obviously, right now, especially, I mean, I see a lot of my friends who do animation are getting very busy, and um, they all need voices, obviously. So it's it's good to have somewhere yeah. you know, somewhere we can go to get that kind of thing. It's brilliant. One thing I thought we'd discuss quickly is um, uh, expectations on what the job entails. Um, with stills, it's you know not always simple, but you can you, know, you can experience a long day, a lot of waiting around, and that kind of thing. With acting yeah. and all that kind of thing, I I know from my experience on sets that the experience can be a bit different. Um, do you just want to go over what children and what parents can expect day to day? On a on a job, I'm like going from like the casting process through to maybe they're successful and they they get the job. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's the same. It can be it's long, you know. It can be a long day, um, a, a lot of waiting around, sitting around until you're called, um, you know. Um, but also on the other hand, like so exciting for a child to be on set and just see what's going around, you know see the crew them setting up you know the cameraman um you know seeing how it all works you know real life behind the camera yeah um you know just seeing how it works yeah so yeah. They, they, it, it, it's it's very rewarding in that respect and sometimes children um even if they don't get the role sometimes they book children as backup mm-hmm. so we say sometimes so that you know if um, you know, something still unfortunately happened to the main child, then they would go on. But even the backup child can sit there and just watch and and, and you know experience that of of what goes on behind set, which is which is which they love. They always find that really um, useful and exciting. Yeah, and I mean, would you say that it's good for a child's confidence? You know, some maybe a child who comes into the industry a bit nervous. Do you, how would you how do you see them develop over over their career? Do you find them do they become more confident? They become like, I don't know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, once they've sort of done one job and they've got that on their spotlight CV, it sort of does escalate. Um, and, you know, they sort of tend to get more from that. And, yeah, seeing their confidence grow is, is lovely. And I get, you know, some lovely emails and feedback from parents saying, you know, thank you very much. They've really sort of come out of their shell and, um and really thoroughly enjoyed the experience you know and sometimes over the years even if I've had a child on for you know they sort of only stay with me for a year say and they've only sort of done various castings but only done done one job maybe or a couple of jobs they sort of thank thank us for for that experience and just you know it's been a wonderful time oh that's really lovely it is good to see how how they develop because 
it's such a transformative thing jumping into it jumping into something completely new in an environment that's completely alien and then after yeah. two or three jobs they're sort of walking on like uh it's completely normal it's really interesting yeah. to see and it's, it's great to see because obviously it helps their development massively if they're able to get involved in it it's fantastic yeah definitely and with skills obviously like you know what, what you do um you know that really brings a child on a child can be very shy at first you know have those amazing looks and beauty you know be beautiful and do a couple of jobs and then just flourish from that and then you can really see obviously you can see that you know from the other side of the camera and mm -hmm. and that's wonderful to see on the still side as well yeah yeah i'm quite lucky because i get to see it from stills and um on the set because I, I do i'm working in film lighting and cameras and things so i spend a lot of my time on these sets i was just looking at your um your young lady who was in star wars <laughs> i may have come across yeah. her at pinewood at some point i'm sure um yeah because i spent a lot of time down there during star wars um oh did you yeah yeah i'm based mostly down there um great so i work in and out of there all the time um on the tv and film side it's it's a great place to be and you see these kids come on and like going wow look at this place it's amazing yeah. it's really fun to see because we take it for granted sometimes as adults like what what we're actually doing and um, yeah i mean i mean her experience was just it was even the parents were just like oh my god mm -hmm. i can imagine <laughs> you the, know? imagine the parents were like whoa we yeah because we did a lot there's a lot of work down at star wars it was incredibly detailed work incredibly beautiful work so i can imagine someone walking into that set just thinking wow i'm, I'm actually here um yeah yeah it wasn't yeah. it wasn't so it wasn't so cgi as the last ones it was fantastic um, yeah, you, you mentioned it there that the parents were quite wowed. Well, you meant you mentioned that the parents um occasionally go to the sets. Is it normal that you have parents accompanying children on jobs, or do you normally use chaperones? Oh, it it varies. <clears throat> so um, on this on this one, um, it was when I say parents, it was one. It was the mum. Yeah. So um, it was um, yeah. If it's it depends on the time scale of of a job um sort of on commercial commercials they would uh usually if it's sort of one child or two child they'll have the parent there mm -hmm. but if it's if it's you know sort of i don't know even eight plus kids 10 kids 20 kids then they will always have a licensed chaperone to usually cover it yeah right otherwise they'll end up having like 10 20 parents on set which is very probably very um <coughs> distracting and um you know, it's not yeah. great for the yeah. for the crew to have all those parents there, so they get the licensed chaperones on. But if it's just one child on set, it's usually the parents. And if they're that young, if they're really young as well, sort of, so it's easier if it's the parent if they're sort of little, little. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's good to know because obviously it, it does vary in stills as well. And oftentimes parents are surprised when they can they get to go to set, but they don't get to go into the room for stills. Like if it's a commercial shoot, they'll often be asked to wait in a different room. Um, yeah, and I, I know on film sets that's not the case. You're obviously in the area uh, eating the free food normally. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, it's good to know that sometimes you don't get to go. Sometimes you do, because it's it's quite unclear sometimes when they go to castings, like where they stand. And I do get a lot of yeah. questions about what the norm is, and there isn't really a norm. But um, you know, no. you can expect that, like you say, if it's a smaller group of children, then you maybe have more of a chance to be there yourself. Yes, you mentioned licensed chaperones and the biggest question i get and i can never answer it really because it's not really part of my remit on any job is the licensing um for time off school it's a contentious issue <laughs> um 
Do you yep. ha- do you handle that side of things for jobs, or do the parents have to get that themselves? No, we do it. You do we it. We do it for them. Yeah, um, we always do it for them. So yeah, I mean, God, I've been licensing for ten years of my yeah. life. It's not, <laughs> you know, know it inside out, back to front. Um, you know, we have a, a close relationship with all our close councils mm-hmm. to where we're based. Um, and yes, the parents will never. They have to fill out their part of the form, obviously, but then they send that back to us, and then we submit it. And it, and you know, the school has to authorise that time off. And we say when we first take children on, you know, you've got to have a school, you've got to have a head teacher that is willing to mm-hmm. sign that bit of paper. If if the head teacher refuses to sign that piece of paper, the child can't do the job. Right. Um. You know, we have to have this head teacher on board to authorize it they have to it has to be authorized absent right that's an interesting so, one um, so the, pe- the, t- the head the school do have final say basically on absent a- absenteeism that's not the right word the school have final say on sort of the time off from class it's not down to the council the council can't overrule them or anything the school no. have to sign on it yeah right yeah that's the, that's, so that's a key question that people want to know <laughs> they're like what can i do about this if the school say no and i'm like well probably not a lot you know the school no, know the best thing. You know, I get that to get parents say, "Well, it's fine. I'll just take them out. Like I won't say anything." I'm like, you can't. You literally can't because it's a legal requirement. If the head teacher doesn't sign that, then it's a, then it's a complete no go, really. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but sometimes it happens. Um, and it all yeah, on I've been on the phone to some. I've been on the phone to some over the years. Been on the phone to some head teachers that have only you know only trying to explain to them just because they haven't sort of you know, crossed these bridges before and they've, you know, completely blind to the industry so they don't know about it. So I've had to sort of explain, you know, that it's a legal requirement and it's all very above board and it's going to the council, you know, the council and, you know, usually they're all right. I, I mean, most head teachers are very supportive and love the fact that their children are out there working. Yeah, of course. It's just, um, it's good to know the process and where you stand and it's actually fantastic to speak to you because obviously you've done it for so long. So, you know, you know exactly how it works <laughs> and that, that one little sentence there is going to answer a myriad of questions that people have for me it's fantastic it's great um, what would you say to any kid who wanted to get started or any parents who have children who want to get started in acting and um, don't really know where to start what would you suggest as a sort of a, a way to move forward from from point zero um i would always sort of um this is not all the time, but you know, sort of get your child into like a you know an acting class, you know, or a theatre school or something like that. That's you know gonna that's their first sort of step really is is taking lessons in in drama, mm-hmm. really. You know, drama, acting, singing. Sorry, drama, acting, singing. You know, drama, dance, and singing. Sorry. Yeah. Um. You know. Um. And and then and then and then to contact an agency really um, to to start off. Um, I mean, there are kids out there that have a very natural talent as well that sort of don't go to stage school, but they've got to, the child has got to have that want to do it mm-hmm. as well. It's not about the pair, you know. If you can tell when they come in if it's the parent yeah. that's wanting them to do it rather than the child. I mean, hence why, I mean, we are sort of affiliated to a few sort of um, acting schools and theatre schools around the, you know, um, 
because the kids there they're wanting to perform you know they want to be you know on stage on you know on tv on film you know that's their passion so it, it comes across yeah and, and we know that but so yeah i'd say the first point of school really is just to get some get some training would you say um there are certain types of theater school that you would point kids towards Cause i know you can, you have theater schools that sort of run you know within a within a small local theater that's like a theater group and then there's other ones that may be a bit different is there a, a specific type of thing that people should look for oh, it's an absolute minefield yeah. so uh, for a parent going out there not knowing mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's uh, it's it's gonna be there's hundreds of them every town you go to there is hundreds of them you know, even dance schools that do musical theatre on the side and what have you, and yeah. there's 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 chains all over the place. You know, that, um, and that's not saying that that chains are are bad in any way, shape, or form compared to independence, because it depends on the faculty, it depends on the on who owns those um, franchises of mm-hmm. the of the bigger ones. You know, if they've got sort of um, teachers who have been in the West End or trained professionally, you know, and they've got high credits, and then that makes a difference. Some sort of casting directors sort of do send briefs up saying, "Oh, we don't want theatre school children. We don't want theatre school children," just because obviously they're a bit, they, they you know, they're sort of they're sort of sometimes trained to be um, obviously you know trained to perform for stage. That's very big, over the top, dramatic, and what have you. Um, whereas you know TV and film is not like that, but you know a good a good drama school, theatre school these days will train you in both. You know, so one one that I work very closely with, they you know they're always doing um, they're always doing uh, workshops for TV, how to act behind camera, you know, what, you know how to bring it down and you know not be theatrical. So it's it's tricky. I mean, you'd be best off parents getting advice from an agency or from someone that's already doing it. I would say that's a good that's a good thing to do. So find an agency you'd you'd like to apply for in the future and see what advice they have. Yes, Perfect. yeah, that's exactly what we need to hear. Perfect. Um, out of interest for your kids, um, so I work with a lot of agencies in stills, and we had a discussion on the last podcast actually about um, you know, if a child's not got any work on at the moment and they they've got some quiet periods that uh, occasionally they'll collaborate on a project with someone for. You know, no fee. It's kind of a, a collaborative effort that um, is beneficial to both parties. With your kids, is that something you encourage, or are you kind of like everything should go through us just for our diary? Um, or you know, are you happy for them to collaborate on things that are completely portfolio based? Yeah, hundred percent. Always done that. More than happy. At the end of the day, it's always experience for the child, mm-hmm. and and it's it's going to be beneficial. So yeah. um, the sort of with TV work, that doesn't really happen. But yes, I mean, I've worked with um, photographers and clothing companies and what have you, and they'll come to me and say, you know, I need models for this, that, and the other, but there's no fee. But they'll get they'll travel paid, or they get a little, you know, t-shirt or something. I don't know. And and parents love it. And I, you know, I'm very. I sort of say to them, look, you know, you've got to do this for experience, and they love it. And and um, yeah, and it's just exciting for them. And uh, and it, you know and then we get to you know see them do little bits and flourish you know going back to that again about them sort of seeing them progress so even the little like free jobs for example collaborations they do that makes them grow so it's yeah. always beneficial I will always say yes to that perfect 100%. let's uh, just quickly circle back to something we touched on earlier 
your specific application process? Do you have a way for parents to sort of get in touch and how, how does it work? Yes, yeah, so we have an online application. So under fours, um, it is just sending in a photograph, a um, couple of photographs, uploading that. And then we will invite them in to our studio um, to meet them and see how they are in front of the camera. Um, you know, how well they react with, with, you know, people they don't know. Um, and then we'll go from there. So we don't take in on until we've done that, until we've actually met them and the parent and seen how they are in front of the camera. And then over fours, we will hold, we hold an audition day. So we will um, invite um, all application, all applicants in and they have, yeah, they have to come in with a, a poem or a monologue and a song if they want to. Um, and then we will let them know after that process if we feel that they are um, right for our agency and that we can represent them. Brilliant. And is there sort of, um, I know you've got a maximum age that you'll represent, but is there a maximum age um, of applicant? I wouldn't take a 16-year-old on mm-hmm. that hasn't got any previous experience or yeah. hasn't been to um, you know, drama school or anything like that because there's no point. Like there's other, is because I would say no because, I mean, so this is not, not every agency may say this, but for me, it's like the competition's so high at that age, you know, and and someone that hasn't got any experience or any credits or anything, then it's going to be really tough. You know, most kids that have reached 16 have been doing it for a long time and have, have got credit behind them and experience. Um, and let's end on a happy note. Not really happy. But <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how do you help? Because your kids will suffer this more than most. Um, so how do you help them deal with the kind of real harsh rejection that you see in the industry? I know how bad it, I know how bad it can be sometimes. It's, it's quite brutal. I mean, especially as you know, you've just mentioned there's a lot of competition out there and it seems to be growing every day, especially in the, in the kids' market. How do you sort of yeah. prepare them for it and help them get through it? Because you seem like the kind of agency that um, has quite a close relationship with their kids. So I'm guessing you, you, know, you, you have some input in that. Yeah, we do. We, um, I mean, it's 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 brutal. It's like the adult industry. You know, they go to castings, they're in there for thirty seconds, they're out, and that's it. You don't hear anything, no feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's not a whole load we can do. But we've from day one, from setting up, we've you know made it with that we're really personable. You know, we'll we'll always always contact the parents. You know, throughout all the process and try and keep them in the loop and give them any feedback if we can. And, um, you know, meet the children, obviously, when we first meet them and then sort of six months later. And then, you know, again, if they're staying for a second year. Yeah, it's just trying to, I think um, communication is key, staying in, staying in touch with the parents and just trying to sort of, you know, if the kid's done well, then pray, you know, sort of, you know, tell them well done. And they've done a really, even if they get down to sort of being penciled on a job, for example, um, I always ring up and then they don't get it. I always ring up and say, look, that's such an achievement. You've been, you know, there were thousands of kids up for that role and you've been whittled down to the last, say, three. So well done. That's an achievement in itself, you know. So try and sort of give them some encouragement that way. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's just about pointing out that it is such a busy industry. And in the last couple of years, I've seen the numbers of kids entering the market just sort of skyrocket. Um, I'm yeah. sure you've seen the same. <laughs> um and it, it it's just about noting you know, noting that any anything you can achieve in this industry is is a big deal, you know. Yeah. It's no small it's no small feat to get yourself into the casting room, let alone anything else. So it, it's yeah. a fantastic achievement for anyone that's listening. Yeah, you know, make sure you understand that it, it really is. 
Um, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Just quickly, how how what do you guys? I'm interested to see from agencies. Um, just a quick answer. What do you? How, how's lockdown changed things for you? And what do you see? How do you see things changing after we come out of this? Um, there will be a lot more self tape, mm-hmm. I think, uh, rather than live castings. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the big factors. Um, yeah, I'd, um, which it's it's kind of I say it stopped. I've been quite busy this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with with self tapes and the voiceovers and what have you. But um, so so yeah, I think going through it, it will it will change in that way really. Just self tape. A lot about self tapes. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of uh, l- less less seeing people, and uh, I think especially on sets, I think there'll be a lot more staggering of cast and crew, so we don't see yeah. as much of each other. So. Yeah, it's going to be skeleton crews, isn't it? And, um, yeah, it's just um, it's just going to be a bit of a shift, I think, for people coming into the industry now. It may not be, it may not be the industry that we we knew last year, but uh, yes. it's still going to be yes. fun. So keep coming, <laughs> keep coming, no. and trying out. No, that's all right. No, no, exactly what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. It will, it, yeah, yeah, new people coming in. It will be, it will be different. Um, yeah, and we don't know how long for, which is a a strange one. It is a strange one. First time we've ever had this in the industry. We don't know what's going to happen, but I'm sure it'll be fine and everything will come back if uh, everyone stays safe. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yes. Well, um, I'm going to let you go, um, but thank you so much well, for coming on. Much, no, it's been fantastic and um, I right, really appreciate your time. You. No, it's all right. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Um, hopefully we speak soon. Yeah, all right. Thanks, Nick. Take care. Well, there you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. And as always, thank you for listening. We really appreciate your support. If you can subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast, we'd be so grateful because it makes a huge difference. I'd like to quickly introduce a new project I'm working on with Callista, a model I work with regularly. She's created a new online magazine for kids called Mindful Smile with articles on how to be happy, healthy and eco, as well as some cool activities. So head over to mindful-smile.com or check their Instagram out at MindfulSmileUK. To check out my work, I'm on Insta at Nick.Dale. The show is there at The Merative. We'll be posting details of upcoming episodes and casting calls for the show on both accounts, so make sure you're following. Our website is nickdale.co.uk. You can email us on podcast at themerative.com. Our music today was I Got This by Tiger Run, licensed through audio.com. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next time.